0: Welcome to the Van Hack Podcast, the podcast for tech talent that wants to get hired abroad. We are very happy to be here with Carol. Carol, thank you so much for joining us today. Carol has a very special story with Van Hack, and we are going to cover everything about it on this webinar. So, Carol, thank you again and welcome
1: thank you i'm so excited to be here uh, and i'm looking forward to answering all the questions from the the people participating as well
0: <laughs> so carol first things first can you tell tell us a little bit about yourself
1: sure so i'm a uh, i'm carol darski i I've been living in Canada for three years, almost three years now. Uh, I moved here in October 2017. Uh, I came with a work permit to work for a company in Vancouver, a startup, uh, as a senior full stack engineer. And then through my journey there, I became a team lead. And now I moved to another company and I'm an engineer manager there. So a lot happened. <laughs> and also I became a mom, a mom in the middle of the pandemic, which is fun. <laughs> so a lot of new things happening.
0: <laughs> awesome. That's a, a whole new journey, right? Uh, and Carol, yeah. can you tell us a little bit how your story with the hack started?
1: yes yeah, so in 2017 we had uh, i don't know if it was the first van hackathon but it was one of the first editions for sure um and van hackathon was an event uh that anyone could join it was a free event it was pretty awesome we had like several companies uh that applied to participate in the event as well and they had like challenges so we built like our teams and we could choose a challenge to work on uh and at that time we choose think effects challenge i joined with uh my husband uh and another two friends uh, senior engineers as well and we worked the entire weekend it was like crazy but it was so rewarding because they had like a real life problem that they were facing uh, so it was really nice to to have like that touch of understanding the business uh, context for them as well. And after the Van time, I was so pumped. Uh, and I told Ilya afterwards, like, I, I think I was like sleep drunk because I had like, I think three or four hours of sleep the entire weekend. Uh, and I decided to apply for an uh, opening that they had. And uh, Ilya helped me and Julia and everyone in hack helped me all the way through. So I was pretty nervous because before that, I sent my resume to like more than 40 or 50 companies in Canada. And I never heard the answer back. Uh, not through Van Hacker, of course. It was like through other uh, job boards. And I was like, oh, I cannot do it. Like, this is not real. Uh, this is just like something that a few people can get it. Uh And then, when I did the hackathon and I got to know Van Hack, I was like, "Okay, maybe there's a way of making this work um and then, when I applied like uh everyone on Van hack helped me all the way, and like for each step, they even get like feedback from the 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 company and send me like directly because I was so nervous about it because it was like my first like out of like a broad uh process that I did. Uh, because someone answered me <laughs> finally, like, my resume and decided to, to schedule interviews. So it was really amazing. Uh, I had, like, all the support that I needed, and not only the support about, like, what to ask and things like that, because in Brazil, at least at that time, um, when you, like, interviewed for companies locally, uh, you kind of don't ask a lot about, at least at that time, you didn't ask a lot about, like, the company culture, things like that, that here in Canada is like really strong and is really different as well. I don't know how it is right now. like, uh, currently in Brazil, but I, I know things changed, <laughs> but, uh, that was new for me. And Hack like helped me get all the info that I needed to do like a good interview process. Uh, I felt like I was prepared to do it, uh, which was amazing. And each step that I was like uh, advancing was uh, rewarding because I felt like, okay, I'm ready for the next step uh, because I had all the tools that I needed. So it was amazing. And then uh, I think it was April that I was hired Um to work at thinkific uh that is an amazing company in vancouver uh and they are also van hack partners that i know and uh they they are still hiring by the way um and they are like an amazing company have amazing culture uh and then i stayed there for almost three years uh so i started working remotely until my visa got like uh processed and everything uh and then i'm Got the okay in October, like 1st, I think. And then I just like traveled the next week (laughs) to Canada. It was crazy. Uh, And then we moved together, me and my partner. uh, And I stayed at Thinkific for three years. Uh, Then I saw that maybe it was time for a new challenge in my career. And I decided to uh, start at GoTific. That is the company that I'm currently working on as engineer manager. That is also an amazing company and we are also hiring and we also use Van Hack, so <laughs> stay tuned.
0: That's awesome. Uh, and Taro, you had a, a long journey inside the first company you worked with, do think you think right. Uh, you became a leader, you became a manager. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so when I started started as a full stack engineer, um, it was a great learning opportunity because um, previously I had worked with uh, web apps, but Thinkific was having like real startup challenges at the time when I joined because they were trying to scale. So I learned a lot like about scaling a company and everything with them and they are amazing uh like all the people that i I made old friends for life there uh and then uh after a year uh a year and a half i became a team lead so i was uh managing a few people in my team uh making sure that we were delivering what we committed to and also coding uh so that was fun because i didn't stop coding uh and this is something that i don't expect stuff because I love coding. It's like the best thing <laughs> ever. It's so satisfying to see like something go into production, people actually using it, and giving feedback about it. So after that, I stayed as a team lead for uh, almost another one year and a half, and then when I moved at rotific I was a little bit unsure about my career. I was like, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> I wasn't sure about, like, do I want to keep managing people? Because I love the mentoring part. I love the career development growth. But I wasn't sure if I should, like, maybe focus on the tech the tech lead side uh, and maybe become a principal engineer or something like that. So when I moved to Roltefic, I moved as a senior engineer back because I was like, yeah, let's try it again and let's see how it goes. But then three months in, I realized, like, no it's my passion and I love that so they they were amazing as well when they gave me the the promotion to become an engineer manager I still code which is awesome and I can then um, just just work with like what makes me mostly happy that is like making sure that people grow and uh, they have all the tools that they need awesome awesome
0: yeah it's it's better uh... Amazing that you still can do the, both of the things that you love. Uh, we yeah. have a question here that I think we can answer right now. Uh, so did you find challenging to adapt to work in a new cultural environment? different from Brazil, Canada? Yes. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> that's funny, actually, because I feel that in Brazil, even that you work like for the. Thirty-two hours per week Uh, people expected to work more and then you have like that hustle that you're like always working and you don't have any work-life balance and then when I started to work for Thinkific everyone was like chill like it's fine like you're gonna have like your learning curve it's okay and I was like freaking out because for me that was like totally different at least in my past experience in brazil when i started in a new job i had to be up to speed like in a week or two <laughs> and uh and like here in Canada, at least the experience that i have everyone really uh they really put in play first and they are like mental health and making sure that like they uh have everything that they need uh that they do don't need to work like i don't know Twelve hours per day, uh which is amazing, so it was a shock for sure. Another thing, I used to work at s a p in Brazil uh before joining thinkific, and I had a little bit of English in my daily basis uh and I thought like maybe it's not enough or things like that, and I was uh also taking some classes uh to like improve and everything uh but then when I started, I saw that. We create this, I don't know, this uh, parallel reality in our head that people will ask you to talk like perfect English, otherwise they won't talk to you or whatever. And that's not true. Like people just want to understand you Uh, and they understand that also sometimes you come from known English, like uh, countries, and that's fine. Like you're doing your best, like you're already talking two different languages, which is amazing. And they really appreciate that. And this is something that for me, it was like, oh my God, like why I was stressing out about it because it's so okay. And uh, it's amazing that everyone that I worked with had this mentality. So I feel, I feel that this is, kind of cultural, (laughs) I believe, Uh, and it's like a really, really good, um, really good experience to, to, to go through that.
0: Amazing. And Carol, uh, can you talk a little bit about your tech stack? People always ask our candidates uh, what the skills they work with, the technologies.
1: Yeah, and that's funny, by the way, because like before I started applying abroad, and even before joining Thinkific, I was working with Java, I Spring, uh, and like working only on the backend. I didn't know anything about like React or all that stuff that was a trend uh, at that time. Like was like a hype on that time because it was something new. Uh, and even that when I applied for Thinkific their stack was Ruby on Rails React, uh, like JS. they had some stuff on Node.js and Golang as well. And during the process, like I was like really sincere, like I don't know Ruby on Rails, I don't know React, but I wanna learn, and that's, that's the thing. And one thing that the CTO at the time told me that I, I carry with me like until today when I'm interviewing other people is that if you know how to code in one language, you're gonna learn like faster in other, and that's okay. And I thought that it was so genuine that like he truly believes in the person's potential, not like only on the experience that they have, uh, on the tech stack that they they are used to work with. Um, so that was like really really great. So right now I worked with Ruby Rails, React, um, a bit of Node.js and Golang, and now I've been working with uh, Node.js, TypeScript, and React. So I've been changing text tags through the time. Uh but it's really fun like I really love it uh and it's it's pretty great.
0: Oh that's amazing. And Carol, you made a double change on your work you not only change uh, work but you also change cities right you were living in Vancouver and now you're living in Calgary can you tell us a little bit about the difference about how do you lo- what you love about both cities a lot of people uh, wouldn't consider Calgary to live so can you tell us a little bit about your experience
1: yeah, so I think Vancouver is a great city. I love Vancouver, like, it's really beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful cities I ever visited, like, or ever lived. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's amazing. It's, it's like, breathtaking, because uh, you have the mountains, you have the sea, and you have everything in one landscape, which is awesome. And you're, like, two hours away from Whistler, there's another, like, little paradise. Uh, so, it's, like, amazing amazing but uh we decided we lived in vancouver for two years and a half and then we decided to move to calgary because of uh thinking about like growing the family and everything we wanted to live in a house instead of an apartment um and then in vancouver <laughs> things get a little bit tricky when you're talking about houses because uh the life cost in in, in vancouver uh it's quite quite high like the salaries of course they also match that so you can have like a good life uh and also save some money while you're living there but we we had the opportunity both me and my husband to work remotely uh and then we decided to come to calgary and fun fact it was like the cto from think effect that told me about calgary i didn't know about it i was one day complaining at the kitchen <laughs> in the word pro uh, uh pre- pandemic before the pandemic when we can could like work in offices. Uh, I was complaining in the kitchen like about the living uh, costs in Vancouver, and he and saying like i I cannot e- ever afford like my own place and things like that. And he was like, "Yeah, did you check out Calgary because he had lived there for like I think eight years or something like that. And I was like, nope. and my my husband and I we decided to spend a week in Calgary uh, to get to know the city uh first and we fell in love with with it because there is like a river that like uh go across the city and it's beautiful. The downtown is also beautiful. Uh we are like two hours from them, So it's in the can all the Canadian Rockies so it's it's amazing. And uh then we decided to move. Uh, and we moved here, uh, then we could like settle, we found our place. So a lot of things happened and I really love Calgary because it has like that feeling of a small city, uh, because there's like a lot of suburbs. And if people want to feel like the downtown, like big city aspect of things, they can live downtown. That's fine. So I really, really love Calgary. (laughs)
0: Amazing. And Carol, I have another question that I'd like to do for you. Uh, being a woman in tech, especially for the past years, things are improving. We have seen a lot of changes. But how was, uh, did you feel a difference when you arrived in Canada? When, you know, with your team, with your experience?
1: So, yes, uh, I saw a difference. Um It's a cultural difference, I would even say, uh, which is, it's not an excuse for like sexism or anything on the area, but I feel that here in Canada, we are one step ahead. So, of course, there are situations of sexism that happens, and I know that people that experience that, uh, but it's kind of not rare, but it's less than in Brazil for sure. Uh, Also one thing is that when people don't realize they are being sexist and you sit down and talk to them about it say okay this was sexist and uh let's talk about it and you explain why people actually listen to it and they in my experience all the situations that i had they actually listen to it and they improve like a lot so they care i think that's 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 amazing like it's another level uh, that I wasn't uh, used to honestly I was surprised like the first time that I was like okay this wasn't great like let's sit and talk about it and the person was like really accepted well and like they understood and they they made the change which was amazing so I feel there is a huge difference it's still there's a lot to like, to go, uh, to have, like, bring more women to tech and everything. Uh, but Canada itself, like, the government has, like, a programs to help that. So, for example, we have, uh, Girls Learning Code that is, like, a program from the government to teach young girls to code. We have, like, uh, women, uh, Canada Women Coding, if, if I'm not mistaken, as well, that is another one focusing on people that identify themselves as, uh, as women. So, um that's amazing you know i feel that we have support from the government as well uh could be better of course for several areas but uh it's it's something i i i really feel that here uh we have
0: progress at least that's amazing and carol let's get back a little bit uh on your journey before you get hired you talked a lot about preparation and how you prepare yourself a lot uh can you tell us a little bit how did you do that what did you do what were the key points on your preparation process to help you get hired
1: sure so i think it's like make your research so first things first uh Take a look on the company website uh understand their culture uh write down any questions that you have that is not clear on the web on their website about it uh, make sure to check the job description and see what they ask for uh and i think that's that's the keys should be yourself as well like and make sure that you're not like lying or anything in the resume uh, to match that job description It need to be real and say like okay maybe i don't have that skill and just be clear about it and uh let them know that you're you're like you want to learn or you want to conquer that uh weakness uh, that you have and uh to become a strength and i think that's like the key points um and make sure to have questions i think that's the key thing like Ask all the questions that you have about the company, about like even salary, uh, about benefits, uh, about, uh, the culture, how the team works, uh, how does the product work? If you, if they have like a web product that you can try it out, I would say go and try it out, uh, and, uh, ask any questions that you have based on that. So you try it out first and then you can, uh, say them to them, like, I'm interested. In the company uh, and I like I'm so interested that i'm I'm taking a look on how the product works. I think that's amazing uh, so those are like the the key points I would say
0: amazing, amazing. And speak of preparation for everyone who's in this webinar, we have a special promotion from our premium academy this week because uh, yesterday was the heck's 60th anniversary, so we are celebrating that. Uh, So, everyone who wants to join Premium Academy, we have classes from Monday to Thursday, interview class that will help you prepare for your job abroad. We have technical behavior interview, English for work and interview as well. You also have access to a lot of courses on our platform, a special community. You can also get a profile review to help get your VHEC profile to shine and display the best of your experience. And only this week, until the end of the week, until the end of July, you can get $40 uh, Canadian dollars off on our same annual and quarterly subscription.
1: So if you want to to (laughs) help...
0: Yes. Yes, awesome. Uh, And Carol, we had a question here. uh, If you prefer Vancouver or Calgary now that you're living in Calgary. (laughs)
1: yeah i prefer calgary but i think it's two different times of my life uh i prefer calgary right now because uh i already know how vancouver works and i got to know a little bit more of canada in general as well so i went visiting toronto and quebec and quebec and montreal um quebec city is beautiful by the way uh and i i got that experience and now that i'm i have a baby and i'm growing family i was like okay i need to go to the suburb because i want that feeling so that's why i prefer calgary right now but in the past i would say like vancouver for sure because it was a big city we had everything there like everything that i i even mean like even brazilian stores uh close to downtown uh we had like some brazilian restaurants close to downtown as well but of course in calgary we have the best barbecue place brazilian barbecue places <laughs>
0: Amazing. And Carol, uh, you mentioned at the beginning that you got hired uh, after the hackathon was one of our first virtual events. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your experience with the event itself?
1: yeah so the event was amazing we got to know like all the um, companies that were like uh giving us challenges that we could choose um we had like a Slack channel that we could communicate with all of them uh we were even communicating with van hack uh people as well to help us out on the things that we needed we (laughs) we had questions about our challenge at the time and uh I think it was Ilya that was kind enough like to ping the director of people and culture at Thinkific to answer our questions because they were in a retreat. So they weren't checking like the computers at all. Uh, And we got like all the answers that we needed to complete the challenge. And uh, it was like a really, really, great experience. Uh, Also, we had the opportunity to present uh, what in a video, what we we delivered. Uh, And I think that was key to like have a first, they could have a first uh, impression of ourselves that we build that, uh, that uh, solution. So it was a really amazing event.
0: <laughs> so speaking of event, we have an open event uh, on our platform. We are gonna have a virtual hiring event for women in tech in September. It's our second uh, event for Women in Tech this year. Uh, The first one, we got more than 20 hires. So we are very excited about it. Uh, I'm going to put the link on the chat so you can check. The event will be in September, but the applications are already open and the selection already started. So check the requirements of the event. And if you are a fit, please apply. Uh, and Carol, speaking of challenges and new things, you are embracing a very special new challenge in your life, right? You told us you became a mom in the middle of the pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, that was fun (laughs) and scary at the same time uh so of course we weren't seeing anyone uh because of the pandemic we were everyone was isolating uh and making sure to not have contact to not spread the virus and then i figured out like july last year that i was pregnant uh and it was a mix of (laughs) a mix of feelings because i was really happy it was something that i was planning in some maybe in some years already. Uh but then I was like, okay, let's embrace it. It's fine. One thing that I thought it was amazing here is that when I called the clinic to schedule my first appointment, uh the nurse, as we couldn't go to the office to do a pre scanning uh before scheduling the appointment, the nurse uh asked me like a lot of questions about like uh do you wanna have the baby? Do you like uh, are you are you feeling comfortable with the decision are you not being pressured and all of that stuff that i never heard anything like that before like <laughs> i never heard that kind of experience and i was like shocked in a positive way because i felt they, they care so much about it and they want to make sure that like people uh are good mentally like they are happy with the decision and it's like Their decision. And I I think that's like amazing. And then, uh, once uh, everything started, I started figuring out that, like, here in Canada, (laughs) the health system is pretty different from Brazil. So, all the friends, my friends that had babies, they had like only one choice that it would go with an OB in Brazil uh at least in the past and here you have like other professionals that you can use you can use like a family doctor or you can use like a midwife or you can use an OB Uh, and learning all those different things things like it was amazing uh even like I was in the beginning thinking oh my god I saw those like Canadians like really Canadians women uh women having like uh babies at home that's crazy I thought to myself and then i start like learning about it because here in alberta when you go to have your first consult when you're pregnant they give you like a huge book I'm not kidding. It's like a 500 page book uh, talking about like all the things on your body, all the things that you need to know, like preparing you for like uh, the pregnant life. <laughs> and that's amazing because they explain like all the difference between like the professionals and everything uh, and how you can have a baby. And also they support uh, you having a baby at home, of course with a midwife that is going to be there. And if something happens, you can go to the hospital and I started learning and I was like, oh my God, I think I want to have my baby at home. That's crazy. Uh, And of course, it didn't happen because I had some complications in the end. Uh, My blood pressure was slightly high and then the baby decided to come the the day that we went to the hospital check. So uh, it was fun, (laughs) but it it was like a a really different experience. Um, But honestly, people here are the best i had like the best experience ever in the hospital uh their nurses were so friendly uh they even even that i was with my blood pressure slightly high uh they give me meds and uh the ob that was like in in the in the shift uh she said like to my midwife no you can do the delivery that's fine i'm just gonna watch in case something like happens just gonna be there but you can do the delivery because they were like so uh, sad that like I was had had like all this plan of having the baby at home and then I had to go to the hospital. So uh, people were amazing in the middle of pandemic. I never saw so I never imagined that I could see so much in, empathy, uh, like in in one place. It, it was like an amazing thing. And yeah, now I'm having a, I have a four and a half month old at home uh i'm juggling that and co- coming back to work <laughs> which is fun uh but we are
0: learning a lot like we are learning
1: every day is like a new thing that we learn so it's amazing
0: yeah i i can imagine and that would be uh my next question was exactly like that how is balancing uh the maternity with work how is how is this going yeah so i think the key here is to find a company that like really cares
1: about you as a person. Uh, all my experience, I had that, and I think that's why it made me that made me go, go the going back to work easier. Uh, of course, here in Canada, I could I could have stayed at home, like having the employment insurance from the government for a year or eighteen months. Uh, and this is something that it, me and my partner we could share. Uh, but I decided to go back to work because it's a huge thing for me and I felt like I needed it like for my mental health uh and also we still like things are getting better now but we were still like in the middle of the pandemic uh and I felt like I needed that so it has been a challenge I'm not gonna lie like for example my baby's teeping right now (laughs) so she's she's left like two hours in the previous two nights uh and we managed that that's fine but like the thing is that at work, I can say like, okay, I didn't have any sleep last night. Uh, I'm going to take like a nap in the afternoon and then I'm going to come back like later and people are like, fine, like we'll rest, don't worry about it. Or like take a mental uh, health break, that's fine as well. Or take a personal day, it's okay. Uh, so when I had like, my, when I took my baby to do her uh, four month shots here in Canada, I uh, she got like. Sick afterwards which is normal she got a little bit of fever and everything and people were like no like go stay with her like don't worry about work at all uh and that's really amazing like to know that a company have your back and supports you make things way easier because you don't feel that guilt of being like when you're working you're like oh my god maybe she's like there, like sleeping or whatever but you're like oh my god i should be with her like no it's fine like because i know that if i want to be with her i can't uh so that's really
0: great <laughs> yeah that's really really great uh in carol you were already hiring people to work with uh with you right uh so i'd like to ask you a little bit about the other side of the uh selection process because you've been through an international uh hiring process but you already hired people from that uh, can you tell me a little bit about your experience hiring people? Did you hire people from abroad? How was it?
1: Yeah, so that's a really great question. I've been doing like hiring process, uh, being the interviewer for two years and a half now. Because I started doing at Thinkific already. They trained me and they gave me like all the knowledge that I have today because of them. Uh, and we there I, I helped in more than 50 interviews i guess and cold reviews as well like from technical challenges and we hired people from like back there from brazil from ukraine from nigeria from uh uk if i'm not mistaken uh so from like a lot of countries and at Rotific, uh, I had we had like open positions uh, last year in the end of the year, and I interviewed like several people from abroad as well, from India, from Brazil, from like a lot of countries. And uh, we hired recently like two Brazilians. So one of them is uh, wants to keep working remotely from Brazil for now, and the other one is uh, we are sponsoring his visa, so he's coming. Uh, once everything like it's ready probably next year so he's going to be arriving in Vancouver um so yeah like there there are a lot of people like that uh interview with us and we we go through all of them uh from the other side what I can say like just stick to the tips that I gave earlier like company research, make sure to be yourself, uh, think about like technical challenges that you had in your career and come prepared with that. I think those are the key elements.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, During your process hiring people, was there any specific step on the hiring process that you feel that people would struggle more? And if yes, do you have any tips for people?
1: yes so it's mostly about like their personal uh, journey uh, uh professional journey sorry uh we ask about like situations for example where they received the feedback and how did they act on that and people struggle a little bit to answer that because they're expecting i guess uh and sometimes they can even like bring something to us or like even a- an area that they want to improve for themselves as professionals uh and we are not talking about only Uh, about like hard skills tech skills we're talking about soft skills as well uh and sometimes and i was on that side as well so i know uh sometimes we focus too much on the technical side and we don't think okay maybe i should get better at speaking public or should get better on giving feedback or receiving feedback this was a struggle that i had in the past and uh i was like yeah i i should be conscious about that and uh so take some time to self-reflect before like getting some interviews uh, and understand, like, where are your strengths? What are the points, like, the areas that you want to improve? Because everyone has areas to improve, and that's fine. And if you are, like, uh, real about it and you talk about it, people won't get it as, like, oh, this person is, like, good or bad. No, we want to understand how you
0: approach problems and how you act on them. Yeah, that, those are really great tips. So, guys, take notes on that. <laughs> so, uh, Carol, uh, also, a lot of people who are considering working abroad, they have uh, some hesitation regarding the work visa. Will that work out? What happened after it finished? So, uh, you've been in Canada over three years now. So, you've been through this process. Have you started your PR process already?
1: Yeah, I already have the PR, we are going to apply for citizenship
0: this year, so Perfect. yeah. can <laughs> so you tell us a little bit about this process, how was it from the, you know, did you have some hesitation in the beginning as well, and how was it after arriving, go to the PR, and now going to the citizenship?
1: Yeah, so in the beginning, I was really afraid, because it wasn't like, when I heard about like visa sponsorship, I was like, okay, what? The hell does that mean? Sorry for my language, but like, what? What what is like what that entails? How long is gonna like uh be valid and things like that? And Ben Hack at the time they sat down with me uh and said like they explained everything.
0: So they were like,
1: Oh no, it's gonna be a two-year uh work visa. Uh, we're gonna help you through the process if you need, but then at that time Think did everything for me. So they had like their own consultant. I just sent the docs and they did everything, which was amazing. Uh and they I went through the LMA process. So the LMA process if I'm not mistaken, need to have like five years of experience on the area and also uh, a degree on the area uh, or a degree in the area, sorry. Uh, and uh, I, I uh, it was like really quick. I was like concerned that, oh, this is going to take like four months. I don't know, five, six months. The LMA took two weeks <laughs> at the time, of course. Uh, and the work permit took a little bit longer, took like one month and a half uh but i had like other colleagues that applied and got in 2 weeks at that time i know that right now that those processing times are not realistic because of the pandemic but uh at that time in 2017 it was like really fast and when we arrived in canada of course we were a little bit afraid like uh okay maybe i don't know if they don't like me in person and i lost my job what's going to happen i i don't know we got like several sit- uh, scenarios in our head and the thing is that people won't give you as uh, they want to sponsor your visa if they don't trust your abilities and i think this is something that we need to keep in mind and not worry about it so much uh and i saw that everything was fine after that so i started like doing my uh english test Cause I didn't need an English test for the work visit it was just documents. Uh, and then I did my English test for the PR. Uh, so I started preparing during that first year. Uh, I got the grades that I needed and then I started like translating all the documents that I needed for the PR. So I created my profile, uh, I did all by myself, but I don't recommend that because it's a lot of stress. So if you can get, get like a consultant company better, (laughs) it's, it's the best because they know like how everything works. You don't need to spend like your entire time looking at the government website, trying to understand what they want. Uh, And we got through our PR through the senior, senior class, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Um. process on the PR so with that there is like several tracks that you can get the PR and uh one of them is the uh, the provincial process that you can apply and then you get like 500 points so you're like you already get the PR is like crazy because the cut uh the cut the where they cut the points is like around 400 if I'm not mistaken in something so uh there's that process but we didn't went through that because then you need to stay in the province for some time. Uh we then did a senior class uh track that we already had one year working in Canada. So we don't need to uh like show any reports from our on any statements from our bank account or anything. Uh so we don't need to we skip some steps, let's say, because of that track. Uh, and then we got the PR like in five or six uh five or six uh months. Yeah, five or six months. We got our PR card, uh, was amazing, and then now we are prepared for the citizenship. But the really good thing is that the government here have like a lot of tools that can help you, like uh, know if you are ready or not for the citizenship, for example. So you have like one that you can put like all your travel dates there, and it calculates uh, if when you can ask for the citizenship because you need to uh, stay in Canada for a period of time to be able to uh, ask for the, the request of citizenship. So, yeah, like, it's it's awesome. Like, I, I'm really proud how easy it is to to get uh, to stay here.
0: That's really, really amazing to hear. So everyone here who is afraid, Carol is here to tell you that don't be, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh and Carol, so I we- just... Saw- Oh, Sorry. go ahead. I just I just saw
1: one question. So uh, Stephanie asked me if I took uh, IELTS. No, I did, I did CELPIP. That is a test that they have here in Canada.
0: Awesome. Uh, and Carol, we talked a little bit about uh, the challenge of uh, having a baby in the middle of the pandemic. I'd also would like to ask about your work during the pandemic. So you know, everything stopped, we had to become remote, not go to the office. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh sorry. <laughs>
1: sorry i was uh, typing the chat can you please
0: no problem at all uh can you tell me a little bit about the changes of work during the pandemic so you had to adapt to working in a remote environment how was it
1: yeah so for us it wasn't that bad because we moved to Coward to work remotely right when the pandemic starts it was like march 1st when we moved here last year uh so for us was fine, uh, but I can talk a little bit about the experience for from my coworkers and the people that report to me that are in vancouver uh uh so what happened is that just one sec here uh so what happened is that uh everyone like was used to the office right so it was a shock in the beginning to get used to like home environment. some people like didn't even have like the setup at home uh to work from home. So they were struggling a little bit, of course. Our company, they helped, like, they gave up, they gave a budget for everyone so they could, like, use to, uh, buy, like, tasks or stand up tasks if they want, uh, good chairs and monitors and everything, uh, which helped a lot of them. But at the same time, there was, like, the mental struggle, right? Because you had to be locked at home. So it was hard. Not gonna lie, uh what we did, we had like several check-ins with everyone, and even with the team as a whole, like we create like cough breaks uh on our calendars that we could just like put the zoom <laughs> on and uh it, and uh, get, grab some coffee and chat about anything uh and the thing is that that helped a lot. Uh, I feel that now people are more used to and honestly, we didn't come back to the office yet, even that we can, uh, because our company is making sure that like everyone feels safe if they go to the office, because they will have the option to go to the office. But we don't expect. That app. we don't expect or like don't, uh, it's not mandatory to be in the office. We are like a remote first company. Uh, we have people across Canada already. So it doesn't make sense. The office is just a space for people if they want, it's there. It's like a co working, let's say, almost. It's just there for them if they want. Um, the good thing is that our company as well, Rotific, uh, we, we already had like this work from home uh, flexibility so there were people that already worked from home like four four uh, days a week so they would just went to the office in one day uh and there were people that were traveling uh as well across Canada and working remotely and that's fine so it was it wasn't like a big challenge for them but I know that for people that used to go to the office every day because they wanted to um it was hard so yeah we we tried to like learn uh, some tips and tricks on how to make everyone feel a little bit more comfortable uh, at those like really bad times.
0: (laughs) Amazing. And I have a question here, Carol, about uh, how was it for your partner? Was it easy to find a job? Was it easy to adapt? How was it for uh, you and your partner when you arrived?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the thing is that when you have an open work permit, everything gets easier. <laughs> uh, uh, he got a job even before we we got in the plane. So it was, I, I think, the same day. Even uh, he got like an offer confirming because then you can apply to any company. And honestly, there's. A lot of companies hiring here, uh, and not only tech companies. That's the thing. Like, if your partner works in other things, of course, it don't don't require like uh, to do like a test to prove their skills or like uh, to like I don't know, medics or uh, doctors or um, nurses. I know that they need to go through an exam, for example, to be able to uh, uh, to work on their profession here. Uh, if they are like on other areas that don't require that is pretty easy there's like a lot of jobs and they love uh and that's that's the thing about canada they really love immigrants they embrace it and it's not love in the sense of like let's explore because they are immigrants but it's in the sense that they feel that is like they'll they're learning about another culture and they really appreciate that
0: Amazing, amazing. And Carol, we are coming to an end here. It's been amazing. Uh, I want to ask you if you have any final special tips for the hackers who are uh, right now looking for a job abroad as well. Uh,
1: I think yes, uh, you're going to receive a lot of no's and that's normal uh and don't don't please don't get down by it by it go to the next one and that's okay the only thing that i say ask for feedback so if you have the opportunity to ask for feedback in the end to understand like where can you improve or what what were the things that were missing on your profile please do that i know that some companies they don't they just give like extend or no but always try because if you can get even that from 10 nodes, you get like one piece of feedback that's already a lot uh and you can improve and then go to the next one i think that's
0: that's the key that's a very very uh good advice carol so carol thank you so much it was amazing again hearing about your story your new challenges Uh, Thank you so much for taking this time to talk to us. And everyone, uh, if you have any questions, uh, our team is going to be on Slack and you can send an email to contact at vanhack.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the VanHack podcast. Make sure to create your account at vanhack.com to access jobs that are hiring from abroad.